Kaketso Sejane on Cape Talk, your number one news and talk station. A man who doesn't talk politics, but a man who knows how to climb, how to upsail, a man who knows how to charm snakes. A man, shall we call him the South African crocodile dandile? <laughs> Are we... Are we? Very well in <laughs> I'm, I'm very good. Thanks, Tim. Thank you once again for joining us on the show. So, uh, Crocodile Dundell doesn't work for you. You're not a snake charmer just yet. Nonetheless, Tim, uh, very quickly, uh, I know that last week uh, there was a talk of uh, rescue. Can you just give us a recap of what was uh, happening in your talk then? Yeah, so basically what Coquettes and I do every week is that we just recap um, each week as to how many rescues have, have happened. Um, this past week, there have been three, of which I was part of one of them. Um, and it was a relatively easy one. It was just two people that had got lost um, and just needed to be have a team sent up and, and take them down. So they got down safely and they were, um, yeah, uh, everyone was happy and so good, good ending to to the story, but um, still three rescues is three too many in a week. Uh, and talking to that, uh, the, the, uh, are we talking about the history behind the Greenpoint Common? We are, yes. Well, not not so much the history, but just the walk, um, which is in my book, um, which is a family walk um, through Greenpoint Park and the, the promenade itself. Uh, tell us more about that. So, yeah, basically, um, you, you start out the walk. Um, when, when I wrote the book, it, it was one of, one of the walks that um, the reason I chose it is because you can pretty much have everybody except a dog um, that can, then can join you. People in wheelchairs can do this walk. Um, people with prams, um, grandparents, um, grandchildren, I can all there's all something there's something for everybody um on this walk and um so you start off by going through through Greenpoint park itself how 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 long is how long is the walk you you know me when it comes to distances <laughs> it's it's um i, I think it's yeah it, it's not a, not not by any means a, a tough walk at all it's all on the level um and look it depends on on you as to how long you want to walk on it um normally it takes just over an hour or so to to do it i think if you if you were determined to just do the walk straight out without stops or anything else you would probably finish the whole thing in about 35 minutes and talk- um, but you can take hours if you if you so wish and talking just about the scenery along the way, I mean, there's also the info signs. What is that all about? But, and also, I mean, where does the water come from to fill the ponds and, and the golf course and the park? Yeah, so that's, that water is actually from the, the, the springs up on Table Mountain. And so they pipe it through um, so that it is used. Um, so people don't need to worry about it being municipal water and, being, and drinking water. It's... It's basically water that that would have flowed off into the sea anyway, so they've reused that water to to fill the ponds, and um, it actually fills quite a big pond right next to the Metropolitan Golf Course as well.
And if you've just joined us in conversation, 42 minutes past nine, thank you so much for being part of the conversation. Tim Lundy joining us once again. We've just had a rescue recap of what last week, talking to Koga Sashane about the fact that they had three rescues uh, that they that they had to complete. And certainly, uh, it's one of those things we have to thank uh, individuals such as Tim, because, I mean, if they don't do it, who else will do it? But uh, we're also talking about uh, the history behind the Greenpoint Common, the redesign of the area uh, for the Football World Cup in 2010 and Tim is just well, we're talking to us about the walk uh, that he's written about uh, also in his book and, and everything else and Tim just talking to that though uh, I'm a family man if I go to any event the first thing I want to find out is there anything to do for the kids and if I'm bringing my my, my uh, parents with the grandparents for the kids are there things yeah. to do for them I oh, know there's loads there's loads of things to to be done um, they, when when they built the park they actually incorporated a whole biosphere area that you can go in. Um, so it's not just walking, it's, it's actually learning while you're going. Um, so you've got all these information signs that will tell you what you're looking at in terms of the, the fauna and flora. Um, and, yeah, grandparents will enjoy it and, and the kids can learn from it. Um, they've got ponds where they've got fish in them. They've got play areas that, which I normally sort of encourage the kids to go and play on the jungle gyms and sort of burn off huge amounts of energy. Um, and they, they almost forget that they're actually on a walk. But we talk about people forgetting that they are on a walk. I mean, the promenade is under construction at the moment. Are there uh, new things coming? Uh, perhaps some new activities? Yeah, they've, along the promenade, they've, look, they've been re- replacing all the brickwork and um, just making it a little bit wider and, and including a couple more sort of stop-off areas like jungle gyms and um, they've got these outdoor gyms which are, are very good and every time I go past them I'm, I'm sure that you've driven past as well you always see that people actually do use them. Um, the Greenpoint Park itself also has a, an outdoor gym um, which is is used constantly. Whenever we talk about open events that we do, uh, we tend to forget that though there are those individuals that may need uh, or the other that have special needs. I mean, is there any provisions for prams and wheelchairs? Yeah, so the, 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 the walk itself, um, the route that I've chosen, which I put in the book, um, the, I think the worst thing that you actually have to do is just lift the, the, the pram or the wheelchair over a pavement like up onto a pavement or off a pavement. For the rest of it, it's all got ramps. Um, it's all level. Uh, you, you can even, if the kids don't want to walk, they can even get their bicycles um, and, and ride on their bikes as well. So it's a great day out for the whole family. Um, and if, you know, while the kids are playing in the park um, and the grandparents are sort of feeling a bit peckish, there is a, a shop now and a little bit of a restaurant inside Greenpoint Park as well, which you can actually sit out, which I've done with my daughter a couple of times. I was I was just about to say, because I see all the walking things and the signs and the activities for kids and grandparents and all of that, but I was more interested about a place where you one can stop and eat and drink. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there is yeah, one place like that. There is one place like that, and it's got the most spectacular views of Signal Hill, Table Mountain, Lion's Head, um, and also looking back towards the stadium as well. All right, then, uh, talking about, uh, you know, this uh, uh, coming weekend, though, any uh, weather conditions for this weekend? The weather conditions for this weekend are actually not looking too bad at all.
Um, the wind might pick up again as, as it has in the past. Um, so you are planning on going out as usual, pack for every kind of event, whether it be rain or whether it be um, 30 degrees Celsius. Um, rather pack for, for absolutely every kind of eventuality. Too often on rescues that we do, we often see people that um, will set off on a hike when it's nice and sunny and that within half an hour, 45 minutes of them setting off, the weather turns really nasty. So it's one of those things that it's a good idea to actually just pack for absolutely every eventuality. So, I mean, you're just talking about nasty weather, Tim. I mean, are you going hiking this weekend then? I am going hiking this weekend. I've got um, six kids um, and their dads that um, are using my services as a a mountain guide. Um, And I'm taking them into Orange Cliff Nature Reserve. They've got a permit. And so I'm going to be taking them up into um, Orange Cliff and just teaching them about all sorts of things inside Orange Cliff. Um, And then they're going to be spending the night at the tented camp, which they've organized as well. And uh, talking about uh, people wanting to use your services, though, how do they get a hold of you? So they can get a hold of me on my email address, which is tim at capetownhiking.co.za. They can join my Facebook group, which is Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. Um, If they're on Twitter, they can join me at at Hiking Cape Town. Um, On Instagram, um, I've just started doing that um, as well. And that is Cape Town Hiking, but it's Cape underscore Town underscore Hiking, all small capitals or or small small letters. Um, And then my YouTube channel as well, which is just Cape Town Hiking. And uh, just before we ask you for the tip of the, of the day, Tim, it's a festive season tomorrow, officially. It's the 1st of December. Uh, the city of Cape Town or the whole Western Cape is, is in a water disaster. As you know, we don't have, we just don't have enough water and we're trying to save water. I mean, the influx yeah. of tourists, there's going to be, you're so much hiking, I would imagine, during the festive season. All these factors, are they, are they affecting the industry in a bad or a good way? I wouldn't say it's affecting um, people going onto the mountain um, in in terms of stopping people going onto the mountain. Um, If anything, if the weather's really good, people will go onto the mountain. What is a problem is that people are not taking enough water with them. Um, But again, for the tip of the day, what I would say is prepare for absolutely everything. Even if it's a beautiful sunny day, prepare for it as if it were going to rain. Um, too often people get caught out where they just they start out and it looks fantastic and it, it ends up being pouring down with rain and they're dressing their t-shirt and shorts with no rain jacket. Yeah, and uh, an SMS coming in for you that Tim saying, Tim Lundy, my hero. And there's uh, many exclamation, exclamation marks uh, after that SMS there. But uh, your tip of the day. Yeah, so that the, the tip of the day is basically take take everything um, and prepare for, for everything. So don't, if it's a sunny day, don't just take sunscreen and a, and a cap and a bottle of water. Um, prepare, always have a rain jacket with you, even if the weather looks really great. Often we think we're going to go for an hour hike, something happens and it ends up being a six-hour hike. Um, and then it gets dark and Table Mountain or any mountain for that matter, when it gets dark, becomes a very different place. Um, often the temperatures drop well below what you've been experiencing during the day. 
So it, hypothermia can be one of the things that can creep up on you. Um, often we go out to go and rescue somebody who's got a sprained ankle um, and it ends up having to be they're having to be treated for hypothermia as a primary problem, not the ankle. I'm just, you know, I can, I can only just imagine. Uh, I'm thinking of you now taking up uh, your six dads with you and their children, and something happens over there, having it, uh, and someone is not properly equipped. But I would imagine if they're going with you, they will be. There's no chance of anything happening there. But uh, in situations like that, I mean, um, it must be. It must be really bad, even a very bad experience for the children. Look, it can be. Um, and look, that's why when you become a guide, you train for this kind of thing. Um, and that's why I joined rescues, because I wanted to be completely prepared for, for any eventuality. Um, so should something happen, I would be prepared and, and, and run through the different scenarios that you have to go through in order to get somebody off the mountain. Um, when when issues do happen, the mountain becomes a very very big place, and it can be become very very daunting. Um, so my job as a guide would then be to keep you safe and get you off that mountain as quickly and as safely as possible, um, whether it be through rescue or through a plan B where we get we get you to safety as quickly as possible. Before I let you go, Tim, uh, Paul in Constantia wants to ask you about a question about hiking gear. Let's get sure. Paul on the line. Paul, what do you have to ask? Yeah. Hi. No, I'm actually not going to ask you a question. I'm just going to relate an incident that happened to myself and a, a, and a group in uh, 1991. Yeah. Um, we set out from Cape Town. Uh, now, if one can believe November the 19th, 1991, and we set up and, uh, from Cape Town and we were going to climb uh, Snookop in the Cedarburg. And yes. we, we left in a car that had no air conditioning. Uh, we had a bird wind. It was 30-odd degrees, I would think. And when we got to, um, to where our set-off point in Cedarburg, we decided not to carry our... Um, uh, all of our gear. So we left out quite a lot of our protective gear and off we went to climb Snookop. And um, anyone who's been to Cedarburg in those days would, and Snookop would know that you have the the uh, stone cottage mm. or, or yeah. hut halfway up. So we ended up in there and I remember the wind blowing and at two o'clock in the morning we couldn't open the door. And what had transpired, it, it snowed. Okay. <laughs> so so that, uh, we were snowed in. <laughs> uh, we had no protective gear. Our water had frozen. And um, uh, look, I mean, obviously, we, we had to climb out through the slatted windows. And next morning, we came down. It, was, uh, it just gives you an idea of the extremes and how you can get caught out. Paul. We obviously didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, thank you so much. You'll listen on the radio. Yeah, Tim, you're up. And, and yeah, unfortunately, that that happens far too often. Um, so one of the ideas when when we started this radio show was to bring awareness to people that uh, when you're going out into Mother Nature, 
you've got to respect it. If you disrespect Mother Nature, like you do when you go out into the ocean, um, you've got to have protective gear. You've got to be prepared properly for going out into heavy seas and prepare for the worst kind of thing. The, the same should be for when you go up into the mountains because you're dealing with Mother Nature still. And weather can turn really badly and, and, can, and can turn on you. And if you're not prepared for it, it can take lives. Tim, all I'm going to say is if you disrespect a mother, any mother, period, you're going to get a clap <laughs> properly. Absolutely. It's simple. Yeah, you yeah. don't disrespect a mother. Tim, nonetheless, thank you. Thank you so much once again for joining us this evening. Uh, do have a very good evening. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Tim Lundy, uh, giving us uh, some updates with Hiking with Tim. To you listening at home, we are just about, yes, five minutes now to 10.